Hello guys, welcome to Through Our Eyes podcast with your hosts, Draxonia and... Arthramis, hello! <laughs> <laughs> um, I will let Arthramis tell the story of the podcast as it is uh, overall her baby. Well, so the initial idea originally was uh, in terms of Through Our Eyes, although Drac did come up with the name for it. Drac did come up with the name. Essentially, when I started growing the, my stream more and started thinking about, you know, being a marginalized creator, I started thinking there's so many more marginalized creators out there. And in a lot of ways on, on Twitch, it's difficult for us to grow, difficult for us to meet each other, and difficult for us to be taken seriously sometimes because there's a lot of stigma and there's a lot of misinformation and just a, a lot of uh, people who may not know about us or the right way to approach us or the right way to ask questions and so i wanted to start a platform where people could have those awkward questions and where we could have those difficult discussions and where we could get to know each other and embrace our differences while also still putting ourselves up there with everybody else uh, and so i started well it was originally called uh, a discussion uh, about being marginalized in the public eye, but that was crap and didn't roll off the tongue. So uh, <laughs> I asked other people for ideas and Drac was like, what about through our eyes? And I was like, mm, yes, that's perfect. So we had the first through our eyes stream at the end of January, which was absolutely incredible and introduced me to a lot of other creators, marginalized creators of all sorts across the entire sort of array of beautiful, amazing marginalized peoples. And then Drac was like, hey, what if we did a podcast as well? And we invited those creators on one-on-one -on -one to have more in-depth discussions on a more personal level. And uh, here we are. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so ourselves as uh, um, part of being uh, marginalized creators, um, uh, well, it's it's all pretty close to home for us. Um, we're uh, I haven't silenced my my alerts. One second, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so what I wanted from this podcast was also to um, very much um, zone in on featuring individual people's stories because the the streams were so intensely packed full of, of information for everyone and it was talking about big topics together as a group well i wanted the podcast to be more focusing on individual people's stories so today we went for a um special uh one based around black history month because it is a very important topic that we need mm -hmm. to be discussing and the lovely wreck it raven dis uh, has agreed to talk to us and share her story and uh, basically have a good old natter so um would you like to introduce yourself your content where people can find you your pronouns etc etc <laughs> sure. I am Raven. I go by she or they. Uh, I am probably like, if you take all the marginalized communities and throw them in one, hi, that's me. Um, <laughs> I am, I like to say that I'm chaotic good. So I just really try to 
find other marginalized communities, raise money for them through charity streaming. Um, I play a lot of horror streams. Um, one of the things that are horror games, horror streams. Yes, exactly. Um, one of the things that I actually try to do with my content is help people heal through their mental traumas by sharing mine. So just a little bit about that. Like, um, I've always dealt with anxiety and depression since I was a kid. And that was a lot of my upbringing, which we, I, I could write a book and we would be here for the next two years. But, um, the one thing that really kind of threw a proverbial stick in my spokes was um, nearly losing my life in childbirth. And that was only a year and a half ago. So, yeah, I, I, I have PTSD from it. I had postpartum depression massively. Um, my depression has, has kind of just taken a hold of everything. So I try to make it seem like we are as infinitesimal in the grand scheme of things as we are. And that's my contact. I'm okay. Content. Wow. I can't talk today. Words are hard. Um, <laughs> I'm just okay. not a good, um, <laughs> I'm a weeb. I, I play a lot of co-op horror games. I like open world games. I, but honestly, my bread and butter is actually doing just chatting with people and, and kind of checking in with them and, you know, just talking about hard things, including, you know, politics and gender identities and the LGBTQ, you know, community and, and issues within there. So I just, I, I like having a lot of uncomfortable conversations. I think that we have shied away from that for too long and I'm tired of it. Yeah. With you there. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely understand. Sometimes, sometimes you, to protect yourself, you choose not to discuss these things, but some people also have the luxury of not having to have these conversations. Exactly. Which is a problem. So that's why it means a lot when people that don't necessarily have to have these conversations do. Exactly. And that's why we also need to be our best advocates and stand up for each other. And that's why we're having this conversation with you today, Raven, because you're an incredibly valid person. Everything you've gone through, like Jesus Christ sucks, but you are still here and you're fantastic. You. And it's it's an honor to speak with you today. It really is. Oh, don't, don't. I'm not going to do it. I might cry a little <laughs> bit, but it's okay because I got my anxiety blankie. And if my makeup runs, you can't see it because it's black. Excellent. And it just adds to the whole It just adds look. to it's it, fine. yeah. It yeah. does, right? Exactly. <laughs> Everyone always uh, says that, you know, uh, goths are, um, are uh, uh, morbid and everything. It's like, yeah, but you haven't really thought about how the fact that our makeup is actually on point for uh, uh, covering up our angst. <laughs> yes, we burst out crying and we just cosplay the crow. It's fine. Right? We're right. good. It's fine. Mm. You just randomly this shit. <laughs> but yeah no i i agree with uh page um i i cannot uh fathom how how that journey must have uh impacted your life and uh um i'm i'm excited to uh hear a little bit more about uh your experiences and uh your story uh today um so shall we shall we jump to our first question? We're really ahead of schedule. We we got like into this like 
real easy. This is this is quite yes. impressive. Uh, yes, <laughs> you have a professional guest, and not just you and me blathering at each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't know about professional. That that's. <laughs> just let me pretend. Just let me pretend. Okay, 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 we okay. know what we're okay, doing. Give me that. Let's just go with that. Don't worry. <laughs> if we get stuck, Strigger's in the back of the stream. We yeah. can look at Strigger. It's yes. fine. Distraction right. tactic. It's... I'm here for it. <laughs> right. So, Cheers. Um, first question that we've got um, is um, what challenges you have faced in your um uh, journey towards um being the creator you are today with your mental health issues and being a bipoc creator um and balancing that work-life balance uh, etc oh, well do don't i have an answer for you um <laughs> I, listen <sighs> challenges are going to be there regardless of what profession I choose to be in. I am loud. I am black. That makes me an angry black woman. They find out that I'm queer and then, you know, I'm going to hell, which you already knew. Hello. But um, people like to be very vocal about that, no matter where you are, right? So even in my my day-to-day, -day, like, people will look at me, you know, think that goth is immediately a white thing and then yeah. create all forms of assumptions about me mm. and even in my streams i've had people literally hate raid me or jump into my discord and start throwing slurs at me hmm. while i'm live right it is what it is like i want to say that i'm not used to it but i am so the only thing that i can really do is just keep going I mean, I feel I, like just to interject that I I feel like how you phrase that in itself is reflective of how this shit is just normalized. Yeah, like it you, is. You, you've just said that basically you just have to get on with it. That that's bullshit. You, there should yeah. be no situation yes. where that is normal and that is and that is expected. Yep. Well, that's just part of the job. That's I I. I agree, but <laughs> I mean, it is like, unfortunately, it is a, it is a white dominated world, right? Like I inherently am viewed as lesser than, and unfortunately it's my job to prove everybody wrong because instead of, you know, being able to sit at the same table and even with my skill sets and like, you know, earn the same amount or, you know, be at the same level of, of popularity on a platform where popularity is key is harder. Yes. It's harder. Yeah. You've started from an unlevel playing field. And, exactly. And I will clarif uh, clarify to the chat, because uh, I'm like, me and Drak are sat here like nodding. <laughs> We're agreeing with what she's saying, not the fact that it exists. No. I just <laughs> want to put that very plainly. Quite off. Quite often like, I sit here just going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, 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 no, yeah, I recognize mm -hmm, that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and I, I will just say that's, that's not an endorsement. That's us going, yes, we understand. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you're, listen, you're good because I do the same thing. Like, I'll have my, like, slack-ass jaw, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, so like, it, I've already started six feet under. Proverbial, proverbially speaking, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it because unfortunately, that's what society has already dictated for me. But it doesn't mean that my work ethic is any less than you know a white counterpart. It doesn't mean that my goals to succeed and my ability to try to do good in the world is any less than from somebody who is, you know, a cis white male. Mm -hmm. You know? Those challenges are always going to be there. They're getting better, but they're still there because inherently we are taught racism. Inherently we are taught that... um, Anybody who is not, like, of a, a, a fair complexion is cast aside by society. Anybody who is not straight is cast aside by society. And even white women can be cast aside by society. You know? Because we live in a, a, a patriarchy. And that's not to say that there aren't men out there. So before y'all cancel me, don't at me, Okay. <laughs> That's not to say that there are not white men out there who are struggling, who don't, you know, who actually voice their opinions in favor of marginalized communities. I'm not saying that at all. But you do have to understand that you are working with a system that was built for you. I think that's one of the things that is so often misinterpreted by people speaking up about um, marginalized um, uh, uh, groups is that we're not saying that you're all like that. We're mm. saying that because of these people that, that are, that's how it makes it like the situation that it is. And exactly, you ignoring it or or fighting yeah. it is mm. is adding to that problem. And it's okay to be upset by that, by the way, because it it is okay to feel unjustly treated because it is unjust that you may be treated the same as somebody else that is actually putting down marginalized peoples but the way to fight that isn't to get angry at the marginalized people saying they're being treated badly it's to look at your the group that you belong to and say how does this change so instead Mm of being in a work meeting and letting uh you know your male co-worker speak over a female co-worker it's actually saying hey shut up she was speaking it's it's standing up for those not standing Mm -hmm. against them to bolster yourself exactly exactly and i i think that a lot of people neglect to understand like thankfully like my community is great like as soon as like you know somebody comes in and starts spewing something like they're like get out of here like who are you who are you you're nobody so that's good to have that that's lovely that's (laughs) the fact right it's like listen shout out to sensitive joy because she like she is she's trigger finger like as soon as somebody says something stupid she's like gone i don't even see the messages half the time okay great it's it's absolutely great but the fact that people are still inclined to try to bring forth misery to somebody based off of the color of their skin the way they look their sexual preference, their gender identity is absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. There's no need for it. 
I don't, I, yeah, no. <laughs> I think that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> just... My eyes are gonna start twitching because, like, I just want to find these people's parents and be like, "Who the fuck are you? Don't why have did you children. teach your kids? Yeah, why did you teach your kids this way?" But but the thing is, yeah. I I mean, I've come from a um a very horrible background. Like my my family are. The, those people and i can I, i've been through that teaching of that that upbringing and mm. my family don't want to talk to me because i have a different opinion and because when despite that upbringing i went no, this, this seems this seems wrong this is this is mm. not right also mm. I like girls as well. Um, right, like there's nothing wrong with it. And suddenly it was, and also I don't always feel female. Yeah. And and wait, you're telling me that that's wrong? That's that doesn't seem right <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah. So I can I can see from that perspective that it's. The families often are coming from a point where they just they don't think about what it is that they're doing. They're not mm -hmm. actively educating their kids to do it, mm -hmm. but they're not because obviously they're in, they're imprinting their own opinions mm. yes. onto their kids, and yes. that's where schools come in to you know hopefully well. encourage the kids into that, but. Yeah. That's an entire different kettle of fish altogether. So, to kind of play to that, like I'm, I'm, I, I understand that because that was my upbringing as well. But here's the kicker: I'm adopted, and I was adopted into a white family, so I was not taught about what it meant to be black, right? And I was taught through microaggressions and like body language. To be racist against my own people. And that's not something I'm proud of, but it's something that I broke. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, as a kid, if there was a black guy crossing the or walking down the street, like, I had no idea that he saw me as a little black girl. I would cross the street because I was scared. Because that is how I was taught. So when people tell me that racism is, is not inherent, I'm proving you wrong. I'm proving you wrong. It is. And unfortunately, I don't think parents truly understand that the the impact of their words, but even more so the impact of their actions. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a responsibility. It and is. And now that I have two children, like it puts a lot into perspective, right? So I will sit there and I'll do makeup and my son's like, well, I want to do makeup. I'm like, cool. Or like he got into my makeup and the reason why I got mad was because he destroyed $200 worth of my shit <laughs> and no. not because he actually wanted to do it. And I was like, babe, like, if you want to do makeup, I will teach you. He's like, well, can you teach me? I'm like, yes, but not no. right now because I'm upset with you. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's, I think when we grew up, no matter where we were in the world, like, it was definitely a different time where we were still skating that line of being just blatantly ignorant. 
And unfortunately, that has not yet been eradicated. It needs to be, but it's not yet been. Oh, because yeah. of conversations, not to 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 horn, but more like having being able to have conversations like this, and actually, you know, I've never been to America. I've never been to other parts of the world. There's so many types of people I'd never get to speak to. You know, mm. I, I'm a disabled woman that lives in the UK, which is inherently racist and transphobic. It's horrible, but I, I'd have never got to meet anyone with another view without the internet. And I think mm-hmm. as you know, more of the you know the the more recent generations as the uh, bloody newspapers like to put it uh, are growing up and understanding from each other that it's okay to be who you are and to understand and to challenge bias and things you have been taught mm-hmm. i think that's why we're starting to get a more tolerant society but mostly in younger people and that's not to say that older generations are all less tolerant but there is a lot more inherent bias in older generations who only really got information through tv or through newspapers or through word of mouth and you only hear things colored by other people's perspectives exactly exactly yeah we all carry biases and we all pass them along the the difference is knowing that you have that bias and working Mm -hmm. to change it yeah and just understanding and you're not a bad person for having a Mm -hmm. bias or for you know for I, I can only put it in terms of who I am. So if you thought something against people who are pansexual, so I'm not going to call you a bad person for thinking me being pansexual is wrong. I will only call you a bad person if you vehemently believe that and refuse to listen to anyone or educate yourself. Yes. Or when somebody comes to you and says, well, this is why I believe you're wrong. If you go, no, I don't, it doesn't exist. I didn't hear it. Fuck you. Then that makes you a bad person. But realizing that there's more for you to learn that that's good that's a good thing it can be scary to realize that you may have said or done something hurtful but you can be a a better person by acknowledging that and trying to change it exactly trying to learn from it exactly and I think change is scary for people. I think, yes. you know, as humans, we are so rooted in the comfort of our safety nets, no matter what they are. Because, like, for me, um, my safety net was my trauma. Ironically enough, like, I wore that shit like a security blanket. Mm-hmm. Like this guy. But it's it's hard to change. It's hard to admit defeat. It's hard to admit failure. But all of those things are teachable moments. Like the fear of failure to me, after kind of breaking my my toxic mindset, if you will, seems very wasteful. Failure is not a bad thing. And I think if we as a society start treating it like that, then we can really start removing biases because it would take people to understand that they have failed in something. Failure is a basis for change. Failure gives us the point that doesn't work. So now we know which one does. Yeah, I mean, it's you, just information. basically failure is the uh, stepping stones to success. It's exactly. It's. I mean, as content creators, I'm sure we can all agree that um, it basically trial and error is our <laughs> bread and butter of trying to yes. get anywhere with our 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 stuff that's and if you if you fear failure then you're not you're not gonna 
end up making those steps to change to to adapt and to to better yourselves exactly mm. raven if i can uh put in a, a little note towards just sort of what you've been saying um would sorry i'm just sticking another question in here my brain no, can for a second because a lot of what i've been thinking when i think about bias and i think about people having thoughts and feelings against another for whatever reason that is do you think it's because of fear because that's that's what i think it is i i don't think people necessarily inherently hate each other i think they're scared or they've been taught to be frightened or they've been told something bad will happen if they allow another person to exist in the way that they do oh yeah no know. absolutely fear is a powerful form of control mm. If you can teach somebody to fear, that means that you can control their thought process in that that regard. Yes. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah fear absolutely is is a reason for bias. Mm. Because we we remember negative things more than we remember positive things. And I I'm pretty sure that mm. like predates like our ancestors who were like in caves and swinging around sticks and shit. <laughs> because if we if at, at that point like if we found something that was negative we knew to say the fuck away right so as we are 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 growing evolving changing like our biology still is for the most part very much intact very much so, so. fear definitely is a way to control people and you know when black people were brought over from you know our home place in africa to wherever we had to go or not had to go but wherever we were forcefully taken mm. we were taught that we were bad yes and this this kind of brings up a, a very interesting point because there is like trauma that is passed down through ancestry right there's actual biological is, evidence of yes of that <laughs> But sorry, yes, that's the geneticist coming out in me and we don't want to get no, there. No, you're fine. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. You those biases are taught from from way way back, right? Yes. And we were always taught to be feared because we were, you know, violent and we were nothing and the color of our skin was, you know, the equivalent of dirt to kind of, you know, give rise to Europeans with fair skin and you know, light hair. I mean, those those are facts. So again, don't at me. But nope, they um, are facts. Don't at me. <laughs> but it that's that's where bias comes from because again, fear is one of those things that it is one of the most powerful ways to control somebody. And so I think it really is worth thinking. Like, if you do have a bias, again, it may not make you a bad person. But what are you afraid of? How can you? How can you? How can you change that? Because even as Raven says, as a young black girl, you were afraid of an older black man. Not because, mm -hmm. not because necessarily he was black, but you were taught that that was something to fear. That man may yes. have been something to fear. So it wasn't because you may, well, again, I may be speaking for you, but I'm thinking more like if I was in that position, it wasn't because he's black, that's bad. It's because I could get hurt. So, yeah, well, what, yeah, yeah, because what's the what? reason for your fear? Can you address that? and realize mm -hmm. it's not the other person's fault it's your own inherent fear yeah and it, it part of it is fear and part of it 
is the teachings right yes. like part of it is we are a product of our society you can see that here if we weren't a product of our society we wouldn't have had the capital riots mm-hmm. you know we wouldn't have you know these hateful ass like white supremacist groups being literally walked down the stairs mm-hmm. because if you you know, the, the hypocrisy is real because, you know, any Black Lives Matter protest, as peaceful as they were, we were thugs. We were, you know, trashing everything. We were rioting. We are bad. But I mean, you can see it like the, the devil's in the details. You see yeah. it. So part of it, yes, is fear. But part of it is also the teachings of what society has 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 essentially passed down. Definitely, because it's it's turned from teaching somebody to fear something into teaching them that well you already know that it's bad you don't need to know that you're afraid of it now you everyone knows it's bad Mm -hmm. so you start controlling one group and they will pass that down to their kids i think and so Mm -hmm. yeah there's there's a a lot to it and it it really sucks for sure yeah yeah definitely but I, i just funny isn't the word i mean but it's it it makes my brain hurt that racism is only a thing based on who lived closer to the equator it's oh my god in terms of you know evolved you know humanoids that live on a rock that has water on it that goes around some other rocks that has a smaller (laughs) rock that goes around some gas inside a vacuum we can't comprehend we hate each other based on who lived nearer to the middle of a fucking rock (laughs) go off because that was good go the fuck off i love it because it's one of the things i used to and uh, um, let me take a quick pause before i say it's one of the things i used to calm me sometimes if i get stressed because it's like oh god this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me okay equate me small thing on a on in a house which is on a rock which is on a bigger bit of rock and burst in water and then on a bigger rock and then it goes around with a smaller rock and it's like every, you just zoom it out each time and the problems are so small but they are so big to us individually which is why they need working on because sure i'm guessing an alien that visits from venus isn't going to quite understand what's going on but it is our lives and it is what we as a race of or species even of humans have done to each other yeah there there is no bloody universal law that black people are this and white people are this and that asian people are this no it's literally who lives closer to the middle of a fucking flaming rock covered in water yep yep and that's yes it's it's one of those things that i'm just sat there like because i like if my husband here he'd be nodding as well because the 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 second i heard about the riots i was actually streaming um so the, the whole capital stuff, and obviously I'm not in America, so I didn't necessarily understand the full significance of it initially. Mm. Um, but I looked at it, and then I saw some selfies, and I was like, "Yep, hold oh. on." And then, mm. and then the rage started to rise in me, and I turned to my husband and went, "They're stealing shit." Wait, hold on. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. The police are that. If they were black, they'd be dead. Yep. But they are white and they are stealing shit and laughing about it on the internet. And I, I, I couldn't have imagined what an actual black American looking at this would feel because I was incensed for hours. 
and I'm a, I actually I'm a white Brit. Like <laughs> I actually did a stream that day because yeah. I had to get some shit off my chest. Mm -hmm. I had to. Tell us about that. Like what? Yeah. I, what was your reaction to it? I was shaking. I was literally so angry. I was in tears mm -hmm. because I. Oh, here I go. I hate it. I hate being here. I hate always having to fucking defend who I am based off of one thing. Mm -hmm. Because they can't even get to the fact that I'm pansexual, that I'm a demigirl, that, you know, I fucking yada, 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 whatever. That I, I'm, I have PTSD. They only see my skin tone. And instantly that's it. Mm -hmm. I've been told so many times to go back to where I came from. Like, hello, I would, but your fucking great-great-granddaddy decided to take my great-great-grandmama from the place in Africa that I don't know where it is because y'all erased my culture. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I, it, it, it was, it's hard to see. And it's hard to live in a place where I'm still considered lesser than. I don't have a criminal record at all. I've done really stupid things. I've never gotten caught, whatever, you know, but like I changed my ways. I like to think I'm a good person. I will never say I'm a good person because I know that I can be a little bit of a devil. But I always try to be the change I want to see. I want to be kind to people. I want to, you know, make sure that people, you know, feel comfortable enough around me to like be able to let me support them. But a lot of people won't even give me the time of day. Simply because of where your ancestors live closer to the middle of a fucking rock. Yes. Do, do you feel, personally, do you feel that if you were in a different country, you would ex have a different experience? That is a good question. Just because, from what you said, it's like, it's because it's, I mean, America is very, mm -hmm. very much a... a this is a huge situation. Do you think that that would change if you if you went somewhere else or lived somewhere else? I mean, it, it's kind of hard to say because I don't know. You know, I can't speak to issues of racism every like in any anywhere else. Like I know that it's there. Like I've heard stories of like you know people in black people in China being basically like swarmed and like taken pictures of yes. or like even in canada there's people who will you know drop slurs at somebody who is not a white person so it's hard for me to say i don't think that my experience necessarily would change too much um unless i was in my country of origin mm. and even then you know you have like africa and then you have south africa i was gonna say this <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's, a, you know there's I mean? a, there's own version there uh, of, of issues uh, um, that I would say was stemming from still that racism of. Yeah, I just I don't think that my experience would change much. And that's unfortunate to say, you know, like I, I actually tweeted about this the other day, like, you know, me or any any person of color will always have to work harder, push through more bullshit have to persevere, not be able to crack, not be able to clap back, not be able to, in order to make it. And I'm tired of that. Like, I'm a clap back. You can call me an angry black woman. I don't give a fuck. 
because I got something to say and I'm going to say it. Exactly. My opinion everyone should be angry, uh, 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 be forceful about their uh, uh, rights and uh, uh, situation and fuck anyone who uh, uh, decides otherwise. But then I'm just uh, an angry six foot goth. So... <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a tiny five foot one goth. That's <laughs> oh, all right. I'm only five anger. foot, so we can keep getting smaller, it's fine. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Hey. All right. We'll, um, get, we'll get there. But um, so just thinking about just what you were saying then, I was trying to think like how how could we how could what would I recommend to show people a little bit about you know what good representation for you know a a black person struggles? Have you seen Umbrella Academy, Raven? Yes. What did you think about the representation in season two? Because I asked Tiffany this, Tiffany Witcher. I during... hadn't watched. I hadn't watched season okay. two. That's fine. So there is some very what I believe and what I asked Tiffany because obviously uh, during the the last stream I asked Tiffany what did she think as a black woman in America, and she agreed that it was heartbreaking but good representation. I'm I'm interested to find out what other people think because as a white person again not in America, um, so I don't really know a ton about what happened with some of the movements going on in the sort of 60s, 50s and 60s. But mm -hmm. there is, a, I won't spoil it for you because I think you should watch it and just make sure you I have will. some tissues handy. But there is a scene, if you want to understand a little bit, if you're watching this, you want to understand a little bit what black people may have gone through during some of the movements in the 60s and how some people are still treated today in the second season of Umbrella Academy, there is, I'll just say, a cafe scene, a coffee shop scene. And I know that when I watched it, it felt like something clicked and it felt like I suddenly started understanding. I was just like, oh. Yeah. Fuck. On that, have you got any... Um... Uh, particular media that, uh, or like you know, films, uh, books, uh, games that you feel actually uh, gives you that sense of uh, adequate representation that you can Get identify. Out. Get out! The it's movie. Get incredible. Out. That honestly, I watched it and like I was fucking cringing because it. Those are those microaggressions. Oh, well, I would have voted Obama in for a third term. Like, that's not, listen, that's not an ally. Stop doing it for clout. Don't do that. Don't yes. do that shit. Like, I, you don't have to try to appeal to me by, by giving me black references. I know my history, man. Like, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> you don't have to be like, oh, yo, you like basketball? I don't. Do I look like I look like basketball? Because if you say yes, racist <laughs> you know what i mean that's another stereotype like no that <sighs> yes i like fried chicken and watermelon guess what everybody else does unless you're <laughs> there are people that don't <laughs> well, yeah but i'm saying it's just like you, you, uh... mm -hmm. that was a really good app, uh representation because i watched it with my partner and he is white so it was good to watch because I don't think he really understood the gravity of everything. He would he would see the looks when we were out in public. And I was like, he's like, well, they're looking at us. I'm like, oh, OK, I didn't even notice. Like it happened so frequently to me that I just. I don't give a fuck. Keep looking. I don't care. <laughs> what? And he, he would get bothered by it. But that it, that is a very, very good 
um, reference. And I would look into, honestly, James Baldwin is one of the, he's a good representation. Like he is, he's, he's, you know, not fictional. He is, he is a real person. And he was a game black man who was fighting for civil rights. Um, he's a good representation. Angela Davis is a good representation. I'm of course going more so into factual, but um, that's good. Really, really quick. I just, I'm going to say this. Not all black people want to be Martin Luther King Jr. Thank you very much. Okay. Like, yes, he had his place and that was awesome, but I, not everybody is going to be equally as peaceful because we are tired. Okay. I'm just, I'm letting you know <laughs> <laughs> we're tired. <laughs> And you can't always rely on a marginalized person to educate you on what being marginalized is like. But we're having these discussions with people that do want to teach. Yeah. So it is tiring. So it is. Uh, that's why it's great to ask and to get some recommendations from people who know um, so that you can work to educate yourself as well. That's because the thing, isn't it? You other need people to... aren't Google. You can't go to them and just be like, tell me about all the shit that's happened to you, please. I need to understand it. And it's like, okay. Lots of people have documented that. You could go and read it anywhere. Mm. <laughs> this this podcast is basically aiming to give snapshots into people's lives that maybe most people haven't experienced or haven't uh, um, uh, seen for themselves, or maybe that for those who want to find people that they can identify with. Um, and this is it is supposed to be educational it's supposed to be where we talk about the difficult things but not everyone wants to do that not everyone mm. wants to have to constantly share their story over and over and over again to educate people and to to because it, it, it's not up to them they are them that that's it mm -hmm. that that is first and foremost they are they are themselves and mm -hmm. it is not any, it's not their job to go round and individually find everyone who doesn't know about that thing and educate <laughs> them and then go, here's a list of all of the uh, resources that you could possibly need because I just enjoy spending all of my time doing this. Yes, <laughs> I, I enjoy spending all of my time being reduced to the parts that you want me to share. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, yes, please. Raven, just, just you're look a, a BIPOC creator, but that is not all of who you are. Yeah, exactly. No, but it's because not, it's, it, it's yeah. a massive part of who I am. But but the, the issue lies that people don't want to see more than that. Right. Exactly. People will put you down simply because of that small part they can physically see. Mm hmm. And obviously there's there's other parts as well, but we've been talking mostly about race at this point. Um, yeah, I was going to say that but, I wanted to move on to the mental yeah. health bit for a bit as well, but... Mm, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because yeah. in that part of telling us about your your story a little bit and your uh, um, uh, issues um, on the mental health side, you have mentioned that you've uh, been experiencing PTSD and and mm. uh, um, you've been on new medications and mm. tell us mm. a bit about your journey with with that as well. Um, it's hard because a lot of people don't take me seriously. Like a lot of people in the medical field in general, you know, have inherent biases about people of color. But for me personally, like there are times that I'm not believed. There are times that, you know, 
I'm almost made to feel bad for what I'm feeling. Um, I've been through a couple providers now. Like there was one who I actually was like she she was specifically for LGBTQIA2 plus, you know, people. But I could tell that she did not want to talk to me. And she kind of just like put me off or, or like brushed me aside. And like I'd I'd be pouring out my feelings and like crying. And she's like, well, you know, maybe you should try this for sleeping. Mm. And I'm like, you're, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. Like, I know my sleep is an issue. But my sleep is an issue because I can't shut my brain off from replaying almost dying. Or having incredibly irrational fears to normal fears. Incredibly irrational fears. To the point where, like, I would make myself sick over it. I was maybe, if I was lucky, I was getting two hours of sleep a night. I mean, like, my eyes were just sunken. Like, I, I, I was a mess. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because I. Sorry. It's all right. Take, fine. Your time. Take all the time you need. It's a difficult Even... subject. I know, like, I partially blame my my doctors for putting me in the situation of, like, nearly losing my life because I had gone to them with issues like I had gained seven pounds in a week in the last couple weeks of my trimester or of my pregnancy of the last trimester and it was all water weight like my fingers were swollen my ankles were swollen I have a picture of it somewhere but like they looked like tree trunks and so they did all the tests they're like oh you're fine like drink water you'll be fine I had preeclampsia yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say, both Jack and I are like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had preeclampsia. And then when I was in the hospital and they had the blood pressure cuff on me, like my blood pressure was in seizure range. And I was in labor for 32 hours. And there was one nurse who was like, well, this doesn't look right. Let me put a bigger cuff on you. And so when she put the bigger blood pressure cuff on me, that's when she started getting normal readings, but it wasn't accurate because it wasn't a cuff for my arm. Yeah. So because of that, I nearly bled out. Yeah. I lost a significant amount of my, my body's blood content. Do you suspect that that was again that influence of of not taking you seriously as well as as a black woman or 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 as a woman because <laughs> also this is this is something that's quite often the issue with medical um, yes. scenarios is that women aren't taken seriously as it is yes um i i have to say both I have yeah. to say both, because if you look at it statistically, like the maternal mortali- mortality rate in this country is is terrible. But most of those women are women of color. Yeah. So t- statistically speaking, it was probably both. You know, like, and it sucks. And I know I can't blame them, but I kind of do. Because if they had listened to me and actually taken me seriously, I wouldn't have PTSD right now. And, like, don't get me wrong. I've been through my fair share of, like, very traumatic shit in my life. But for some reason, like, that was what did it. 
that was what did it. Because now I can't even look at my my daughter's delivery pictures without losing my mind. Sorry, I'm yeah, I'm getting emotional as well. Like just just because it it strikes a chord very heavily with me, and it's it it didn't need to have happened if they're listening no, to you. That's the and thing. I'm so sorry they didn't. I'm it's so just, sorry they didn't. But this is this it's is just... a problem. This is is for women and especially um and black women. It's just. But medical uh, um, situations are, are just so, so poorly angled towards helping and paying attention to what they're saying and, and to understanding them. And I just... People are often told that women are over-emotional. Uh, obviously, they, <laughs> they, they have their periods and they couldn't be trusted as president because they'd have nuclear codes on their periods and... Women, you know, oh, they can't have time off work during cramps. They're just making this shit up. But men won't go and buy a sanitary towel because it's unmanly. Women, and again, especially from Raven's perspective, women of colour are always told that they are too emotional. And so what they are saying can't be right because they must be playing it up. Which is why we don't get listened to. It's why... uh you know, we we are reduced very much to our sexual organs. It's just, uh, yeah. can you make a baby? Awesome. We're not going to give you any say over it, really. And if you think totally. something's wrong, doesn't matter because a man hasn't said that. You, But at the same time, when you tell somebody, there's something wrong with me and they don't <laughs> listen, what are you meant to do? What are you meant yeah. to do? I, even, I believe, was it Serena Williams who recently had an issue in the hospitals where they weren't listening to her and she ended up incredibly sick? Mm -hmm. And it, it was just reading that going, but why did nobody, like, even as a lay person, I'm looking at, like, something's seriously wrong. This They need to do a test. And it's like, no, no, she's being a, you know, just a, being a woman. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, and, it's it's hard mm -hmm. it's hard because i may well i mean i have the scar i have a c-section scar too but a lot of the scars that i have you can't see and my lash is falling off i'm just gonna take this thing off thank you <laughs> i'll um, put that back on in a minute oh god wow that's a difference okay <laughs> <laughs> how was the support after with the dealing um, with the ptsd and the and the the postnatal depression what it was it was interesting it was interesting because like when i first went in and they were like i'm really trying to put this thing back on it's not gonna sit but we we can take a moment and uh, and sort out eyelashes first just to well, thank uh, it. <laughs> okay. I can't pee too, but like let me let me let me finish this and i'm gonna go all pee right. if that's okay all right we'll take a quick break for you don't worry um <laughs> but um when I first like went in and I was like, yes, I have postpartum depression. I'm telling you, like I had it with my son. I have it with my daughter. And even more so because physically I was so, so exhausted. Like my, my blood count was low. My iron count was low. My body was working 
extra hard to try to get everything. They couldn't give me a transfusion because I was breastfeeding. Right. So I was like, yes, I have postpartum depression. So they're like, oh, okay. So they send me to this woman who decided to talk to me about her neighbor's son who I happen to work with. I can't make this shit up. I can't make this shit up. Oh. I can't make this shit up. <laughs> yep. She's like, oh, you know Austin? Yeah, Austin's such a good guy. And first of all, let me tell you something, lady. Austin is a douche, okay? <laughs> like, he is a terrible, he's a terrible person. And I don't want to hear this. Like, I've already had issues with him, and you're telling, <sighs> you're not helping. <laughs> yeah, I came to you for help, not to gossip. Right? <laughs> like, oh my god. I was just like, oh, okay. So I actually filed a complaint. Good. I went somewhere else. And then that counselor was amazing good she actually like took the time to listen to me and she's like yes she's like i even me she's like you know i am a woman and i have doctors not listen to me she's like i can't imagine what it's like for you so she was the first person to actually make me feel valid and i like my doctors kept trying to force medication on me and i didn't want to do that because i was breastfeeding and yes they say it's safe but i don't want to chance it Fair, and that's your decision. Right? So it just it was hell. It was hell. Like my poor partner. Like it was hell. I was like, I would literally just leave the kids with him, get in the car, and go and not come back for hours. And it was in those moments that I was very heavily Sorry, trigger warning. Very heavily considering just driving into the water. Yep. Understood. Because I just, I hurt. Mentally, I was tired. My body hurt. And then, like, I didn't realize that I had PTSD at that point. My therapist told me I had PTSD. And she's like, have you ever considered that? I was like, I, I didn't. I thought this was all just, you know, postpartum depression. And it made sense. Like, having that helped, but not enough. So that's where the medication came into play. And that's why I started it, because I was tired of running myself through the fucking, like, the mill over things that I could not control. Like, I would literally think, and I was sure... That either I was going to die or somebody around me was going to die that night. Because that's what it, that's what it does. Like, pe people think PTSD, oh, like, you see everything the same way that, no, it's not that. It is literally just reliving the same thing over and over and over again in your own way. And having those little bits and pieces affect you in your day to day. My daughter fell, she hit her lip, she cut her lip open. I couldn't handle it. Because I was convinced the next thing that she was going to do was fucking, like, swallow a pencil and, like, I don't know, fucking puncture the back of her throat. It was irrational. It was completely irrational. But nobody told me that that was normal. I had to figure that out for myself. So it was an extremely and lonely experience for you. It is. It is. And it still is. Because, like... I struggle with things that I can't put into words sometimes. Because the moment I try to actually voice it, I choke. 
I choke. Yo, fuck these lashes, because we're just going to cry. It's fine. I'll put them on later. <laughs> but it's... It's such a lonely place to be. And the way that it really does twist very normal things into, you know, very much exacerbated, you know, illusions is something that people don't talk about much. And I don't know why, because I didn't know that that was PTSD. Like, I thought I was just anxious. I think a lot of it, again, is fear and, and shame, because uh, I have OCD, uh, mm -hmm. specifically like an obsessive type, and it comes out, and it has ever since I was a little kid, in continuously playing scenarios that terrified me. And obsessing on them like, very much like you were just saying because i'm just finding myself going oh yeah because mine started when i was a little kid and there were a slew of again trigger warning for this about what i'm about to say of um child sexual assaults and murders when i was the same age as the kids it was happening to it was on the front page of all the newspapers and mm. i was a kid that read a lot and and that became the most terrifying thing in the world to me and mm -hmm. For about three years, it, I couldn't go, you know, didn't want to go outside because, but I never understood that it was in my head that the, the, the thing that happened was real, but the fear and being frightened and that loneliness, I couldn't voice it to somebody because I thought it was bad and I thought it was wrong and I thought it was a problem with me. And yeah, it was, it was, it was controlling. And it is incredibly lonely and incredibly scary because you're you're scared of your own mind and you can't get away yeah. from your mind. It's it's in your head. It ain't going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's exactly. pretty much anything with um, uh, mental illness is that mm. it feels extremely lonely. You you don't feel like anyone can really understand it because you've been mm. brought up to believe that it's shameful that it's that it's mm. something that you should not be sharing with people that you can't can't go to a doctor for it because if it's on your medical record then you're you're screwed for for yep. jobs forever yeah um basically admitting weakness and yeah and that well it's it's, it's just... because people who weren't mentally sound and and this is we were discussing on the on the on the stream as well about like dissociative identity disorder and mm -hmm. people who are mentally unsound are dangerous and so you can't admit that you've got uh, thoughts of self-harm or that you're scared or that you've had uh, suicidal ideologies you can't say that you can't say any of this is happening because it means that you're bad and mm -hmm. that's what you and that's what we were talking about earlier as well that's what it's inferred to children that it's you have to say you're okay it's weak to say that you're not okay and that's very much not the case i will stress yeah. here these are what we're taught and it's not the case because mental health is intrinsically linked to health so when you were saying yeah. that you were in the car and you were tired and you were exhausted and you your mind was stressed and tired as well they were both just making each other worse as well and i'm so glad mm -hmm. somebody actually did say to you have you thought about x you yeah. know as, as in you know have you thought about this idea yeah it's, because it's, yeah 
it's always going to be a struggle. The thing with, with mental health and mental illnesses is like, yeah, your body is free to roam around, but you are literally trapped. Yeah. You're trapped in your own head. And you can't get, like you said, you can't get away. It is a prison. It very quickly becomes a prison mm-hmm. for those reasons. And, you know, three o'clock at night or in the morning, I'm laying in bed, like literally going through all the ways that I'm going to die. That's not fucking normal. No. <laughs> That's not normal. No. But it, it's something that I do. I mean, now I do a little bit less because the medication I'm on, which is lovely. And, you know, my counselor now is amazing. And she, you know, she's she's a white woman, but I will talk about race issues and she will always be like, thank you for telling me this, because, you know, obviously I'm not black, but I need to know that about your experience so I can, you know, educate myself and be able to. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you. You know, like all I want to do is feel valid in how I'm feeling. And if you're saying, you know, you are valid as a black person in feeling this. Thank you. Because for some reason, even though mental health is a stigma in a BIPOC community, unheard of. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed. At all. Unheard of. We see how it happens if a, a, a person of color has a fucking mental health issue and they require assistance, they are killed. Yes. Yep. Which is why I'm scared to drive down the fucking road to take my my kids to their doctor appointment. God forbid I'm having a fucking bad day. Or Cthulhu forbid, forgive me. Sorry. Don't smite me. Um, (laughs) But like, these, these these are real fears. These are real fears. You know, I... I don't want mental health to be a stigma. Like, it should be normal. And I'm glad that, you know, I'm, I, as, as I'm getting older, I can see it come more and more into light. And, like, companies are starting to, like, put in mental health days. And, like, the stigma is slowly being, like, broken apart. But we need that to not even trickle through. It needs to fucking wash over. Agreed. BIPOC communities. It has to. I, uh, and I don't want to feel less than for not only being black, but now I have PTSD. And I have PTSD and I didn't serve in the military. So now I'm getting like, oh, well, you were in the military. No, it's not like it's I feel bad for, you know, veterans who do have PTSD. It is not a joke, but it's not just them. Yes. PTSD is not a military mental disease. Yeah. Post-traumatic stress disorder. It, the tra- war is not the only trauma. There are lots of traumas. And yeah. so a lot of people will experience PTSD. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, should we, you said you wanted to have a quick break. Um, yeah. I need, to, I need to pee. I yeah. drank all this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we'll 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 take a quick break there um and uh get our lashes back on and and <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Listen, look it. I don't know if you could see these, but these things, like they're the magnetic ones, uh, I recommend uh, them. Yeah, I've been wanting to try those. They're good. <laughs> they're good. Alrighty, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. All right, yeah. All right, go. So we will, we will be right back, guys. Bear with us. Right, we're back. Excellent. And on to our next question then. Um, yes. Black History Month. Yes. What is it? Why is it important? And what does it mean to you? So Black History Month is unfortunately the shortest month, but um, it's a way to celebrate black voices. So, you know, and it's not just Martin Luther King Jr. Because I swear, I swear to God, I swear to God, there's more black people in the world. But like, it, it's just in general to, you know, allow us to celebrate our heritage and whatever culture we have or have created for ourselves. It's a matter of celebrating, you know, those marginalized voices for their accomplishments. And it's important because, you know, especially in the in the United States, people like people over here love to like hide shit out of textbooks and like don't teach the full history. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why it's like, oh, yeah, Columbus is cool. No, he's fucking not. No, he's not. Martin Luther King Jr. was a renegade. No, no, no. So it's important to be able to actually bring the, the factual history into the light. And so that's why I think it's important. I personally love it, but I, don't, I hate that it's limited to a month. Like, Black history is history. Yeah. So. I mean, just, that in itself is like, well, it's just history you should be teaching it in schools exactly the same as the rest of the time that went on and yeah yep <laughs> yeah it uh, just uh, yeah i i was asking my son who's doing virtual learning like if they're doing black history month stuff and they are but they're learning about like basics it's like martin luther king Jackie Robinson, the first black baseball player. Like, hello, have you seen Hidden Figures? Like, why are we not talking about them? Have you heard about Angela Davis? Malcolm X. Like, there's more than just the staples, the firsts. George Washington Carver, who created peanut butter. Like, there's more than that. And our schools are doing children a disservice by not being honest with them. Yes. It just sucks. In yeah, and we definitely see that here in the in the UK as well, because it was only like in two thousand and three or something like that that there were even the rumblings of having a discussion about LGBTQ, and that was shot down. And it's only recently in the last five or ten years that have legally been able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that. Like it's crazy. So yeah, and there's there's a lot like in the in the UK. There's a a lot we don't know about, you know, slavery Anything. and what the UK, <laughs> what what Britain and what British people and English people have done to others. There's we don't know yeah. any of it because we're just taught that we won the war. It's like I will say that um, uh, <laughs> UK uh, 
uh, schooling very much um, uh, it celebrates what has occurred and I mean the British Empire has a lot to answer for Oh yes, but we're and just it's... told that it made money and the Queen is cool and there's dogs now and it's like, yeah. okay. Um... Very much we're, we're brought up having that pride in what it accomplished when really yeah. it should be, look what it destroyed. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, to be fair, have you, have you seen Trump? Because people <laughs> yeah. celebrate his stupid ass too, so... I said what I said, don't at me. <laughs> oh no, you can at me about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but like, people in general will find a way to make themselves out to be the good guy even when they're not. Mm -hmm. It's a little shady. <laughs> it's a little shady. But, you know, it, it just, it history should be taught the way that it happened. Just facts. Leave biases out of it. Just teach facts. Same thing with, like, the news and media outlets. I don't need to know your personal feelings. Just give me the fucking facts. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah, tell me what actually happened, and then we can actually discuss why it happened and how it happened and everything else afterwards. I just need to know the basics. Uh, you know, I, exactly. I don't need to know that this person that assaulted another is a school teacher and a mother of four. You know, like, I, I don't care. Somebody hit someone. That's all I need to know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Stop, I stop trying to make me feel bad and to demonize others based yes. on certain things because they yes. do that all the time. Yep, they like, do. The UK has a lot of Islamophobia, um, uh, you know, especially after, you know, yeah. everything that happened with, uh, with the two towers and with the, the bus explosions in London and that kind mm. of thing. And you'll get these days, you'll, you'll see oh, this uh, young white man crashed a car, uh, but, you know, he's got a bright future at school and we don't think he should go to prison. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, yes, this man over here with a beard stole some bread and we're pretty sure he should be locked up for life. And yep. I... stop putting bias straight into the news. Please just tell me exactly what happened and then go from there. That's like Brock Turner over here who sexually assaulted oh, a girl God. behind a dumpster mm -hmm. and was like, oh, he's got a bright future. Or Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, God. And his, his stupid-ass mama who decided to drive him up an AR-7 and he fucking ended up killing somebody. He's now a national hero. Well, he's gone missing, apparently, so that's interesting. They can't mm. find him now, so... But that's a I whole other kettle of fish, but... Yeah, I bet you he went to Mexico and I bet you they're gonna send him right back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I'm, I am listening. I'm just trying to fix the closed captions while we're talking. Don't you worry. Don't oh, you worry. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. It's just yeah. apparently it's just, just decided to give up. <laughs> it, it's just sad that all of our countries, our respective countries, because we are the children of said countries, are trying to teach us that we can't be bad. We aren't bad people. Everything we did is for the right of our people. And it's like, no, that's, it's a world. It, there's a lot of yeah. us on it. And we have all affected each other. We it's should be trying, effect. yeah, we should be trying to learn the truth about what did happen so that we don't repeat it. We, you know, there's, there's not saying that we're not going to be angry with each other, things that have happened in the past, but you can't move past trauma by not acknowledging it. We, we need to understand what has happened and then actually work together to ensure that this shit doesn't happen again in the future. 
Yeah, exactly. But, Unfortunately, yeah. it's it's you know history as it's taught to us is bias, yes. and I think that's kind of why Black History Month is so important because sometimes it will allow people to actually get to the the truth of what happened, right? Like. I remember in fourth grade having to watch like a documentary and watching black people being hanged. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was it was it was rough. Mm. But I'm thankful for that because then I understood the gravity of what it was like. Right. It's important. Maybe they could have waited until, you know, kids are a little bit older, but. It's important to show the impacts of what, you know, has been done to people of color. Yes. Because we're going to find out one way or another. And it's better to be honest and actually say, this is shit that happened and this is why we're talking about it. Because it is important than to say, we're the heroes and it's horrible this thing happened. But no, you can't actually understand it because, uh, you know, then you might hate us for it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would rather be hated for living my truth than be liked for being somebody who I'm not. And it took me Definitely. a long time to get there, right? So that's why I'm not afraid to stir the pot or make some waves. I don't care. I'm going to be as opinionated as I am. And the right people will flock to me and we will get along just fine. And the wrong people will think that I'm just a loud mouth N-word yada 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 and that's fine if that's what you think of me that is your bias not mine because at, at that point my bias kicks in too and i'm like well you probably you know are, are are a white trash maga person who lives out of his truck so it, i'm not free of i'm not free of bias i'm not but you know, I I admit that I'm not, and I admit when I'm wrong, and I think a lot of people don't do that, especially, yeah. like, and you know what? Okay, time out. Can we just talk about how, <laughs> now that it's Black History Month, all the racists come out to, like, really start some shit? All of them? Oh, yeah. Like, Wait, they got, they have, like, a little meeting in the, the fucking back closet, and they're like, yo, listen, these black people are put on a, a pedestal, and we need to knock them back down. Rude. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say that they only come out once so a year, but unfortunately, no, absolutely. But like, for some reason, like they're they're around year long, right? Because black people are around year long. But like for Black History Month, I have seen so much shit, so much oh, yeah. more shit. Like every day on my timeline, I have at least four to five, you know, black content creators, like calling people out like this ain't okay this is not right don't do this and like there i i don't know if you guys follow i am brandon tv wonderful i love him love him he actually brought up a really good point where you know even in the in and i actually tweeted about this too even in marginalized communities we gatekeep other marginalized communities you're not black enough. You're not white enough. You're not queer enough. You're not this. You're not that. You're not fucking. You're not mentally ill enough. Oh, yeah. So much. Right. And he actually had said something about like how he he would go to gay clubs and like. 
white people would just kind of stare at him like the white gay guys would just kind of stare at him like mm, no why are you here it's just it's weird to me it's weird to me it's just really it's off-putting like we are all at a point of having to fight for our existence why are we fighting each other i ask that often <laughs> Right. I mean, I, I I identify with that just purely because of the, what as you were saying with the marginalized communities. Um, I've never felt very um, connected with a large LG, LGBT um, community because of being pan. Same. And and I got a lot more personal attacks from the LGBT community. Yeah because of my sexuality than I did from any of the het people that I knew. <laughs> right, it was like, yes. What? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, so like, and oh, that's sorry, just, and that's, but that's just, that's just me, a, a, a white girl. And, and it, it, you know, you'd think that I don't experience those things, but if you put, a BIPOC LGBT person with mental health issues in that. I, I can't even imagine. I'm a magnet. Oh, I'm a magnet for all the, the all the drama. I love it. I'm just kidding. I don't love it. It's actually very tiring. But oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I still thrive off of it because that's who I am. Like, you, I've been through so much in my life. Like, whatever you have to say about me is not going to affect me. Because I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. You can be miserable in your corner and think that you've gotten under my skin and I'm going to prove you wrong. Because there was a point where, you know, somebody said something like it was a huge LGBTQ post on Twitter. Uh, obviously, all the drama happens on Twitter. But oh, yeah. um, <laughs> they're like, well, we need a trans tag before. Like, and I agree with that. I was like, but you know what? Because, you know, there's a bunch of people who are like, don't use the LGBTQ tag if you're not LGBTQ. Okay, I get that. I can respect that but then give them an ally tag and then somebody's like well why would we need an ally tag like you they'd only be doing it for clout i'm sorry what like you don't you don't want people in your corner because i know for me personally sometimes i need a white person to tell somebody like no dude you're wrong because at that point they've already dictated that i was not worth their time mm -hmm. And they're not going to listen to me. They're going to they're going to listen to somebody who looks like them more than they will ever listen to me. Right. Same thing with with straight people who advocate for LGBTQ rights. Yeah. We you may not like the, the reality of it, but we need them because they are the ones who are, you know, putting in the work to be to talk to the people who look like them and are of their their you know sexual identity gender identity and they're like look man like don't don't come at them sideways like they're just trying to live their life yeah i get Allies. this argument a lot on twitter because right. i am you know angrily for trans rights and the amount of people yeah, going absolutely. women's rights are being affected i'm like oh you agree Trans women are women, so women's rights are being affected, yes? No, that's not what I mean. Oh, well, what are you? You're not a woman. I'm like, actually, I am. I'm a cisgender woman. Uh, but you're trying to dictate on my genitals. Now, I can't have children, so am I not a woman now? Yeah. Is this why crazy. we're having this argument? Is it because I cannot produce children? Is that how you are dictating your own 
sex and your gender and is this is this the crux of this argument is it genitals if so get your head out of other people's pants and please right. leave them alone <laughs> i like, like the weird. idea that they're just going around going Whoop. yeah just fucking emuing is that what straight people do i don't know I'm yeah, I, I, I don't I, know it's a bit weird i haven't asked I, I, <laughs> no, but but it, how do they how do they sex is that... <laughs> what? yeah it's like okay, hold on. These, are le- these are legs, right? I, d- I, d- I, d- I, d- I don't know. Like, but at the same time, oof, you do have to. Being an ally is also hard work because you have to also understand that there's not. You don't know everything about. Like, I, I'm massively for trans rights. Mm-hmm. I'm Same. not trans. I don't know everything about what it's like to be trans. And I'm not going to claim I do because that's not right. But from my perspective, I can see as, you know, a cisgendered person, I can see where that inequality lies and I'm happy to be the bridge. And so I think an ally tag would be a great thing. I think it's, I think it's to important. Say I'm willing to have yeah. this conversation and to yeah. be, you know, I'm willing yeah. to have a fucking shield and stand there and help. But the kicker of that conversation was, like, she automatically assumed that I was not part of the community. That's usually mm-hmm. the, the case, isn't it? And I, she's like, well, yeah. I'm a part of the community, and yada, yada. I was like, whoa, 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 Time, calm, calm your fucking tits, because you are assuming shit, and that's on you, that's not on me. Yeah. Like, I don't have to defend myself. You decided to tell me who I was, and you are wrong, and I'm going to tell you you're wrong. In fact, that happened to me yesterday on Twitter as well. Sorry to interject. But, um, no, you're fine. I won't say the name of the creator because I know they didn't mean it rudely or anything, but it was a, a trans creator who somebody had been quite nasty to. And I came in and I just left a comment saying, oh, that's fucking horrendous. I'm sorry. And they said, yes, it is. Now, what you need to do is uh, uphold marginalized people. That's what we deserve. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want this to be like, um, actually, but at the same time, like, if you'd have taken three yeah. seconds to quickly just hover over my name and seen, you know, disabled, pansexual, ally, streamer, marginal, yeah. like, oh, but that's you'd not have known that I'm on, that's... I'm in your court, but yeah, we should, we should respect our allies because goddamn, just because they don't look like us, it, it doesn't mean that people aren't, aren't fighting for each other. You can't disrespect exactly. an ally because they aren't having your lived experience. That's exactly. not how you reach other people. You don't have allies at that point then. You just have fans. <laughs> like, right? I feel like there's, there's, it's starting to get to a point where there's like a ranking system. So, oh, you're, you're, you're a 50% ally. Um, you, 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 you don't mm. classify for for yes. this um, the yeah. come back when you've got a few more badges yeah. um, <laughs> and like the thing the thing that gets me is like this chick who was attacking me for not being part of the community when she was wrong like i i had said to her i was like okay so you're white but you have black lives matter in your profile am i supposed to think that you're just doing this for clout and then Ooh. she blocked me oh 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can hear the sizzle on that one. <laughs> so right? you won that argument then? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. basically. Because it's like, listen, you, you're telling me that I can't think that allies are a good thing, but you're sitting there screaming Black Lives Matter from the fucking rooftop until a black person's telling you, no, you're wrong. And then apparently Black Lives don't matter anymore, right? 
So who's really doing what for clout? Like there are good people in the world who genuinely just want to help others. That's just it. Yes, there are people who are assholes who will probably try to use it for clout. I don't know why. It's a weird thing to use for clout, but I can't say that nobody's going to do that. Use that marginalized uh, uh, group for clout because, you know, we're having (laughs) such a fun time. It's like putting a rainbow flag, you know, for for Pride Month and doing very performative actions. Again, it's the, oh, we are with you. Oh, wait, it's the 31st. Cool. Change it back. (laughs) If you, uh, what are your opinions on um, um, crafters doing um, LGBT themed merchandise for? for uh, uh, pride month because often there's this kind of mixed opinion because it's like yeah. they're doing it just to monetize on yes. pride i yes so i would i would agree with that I would think that there's a difference when, you know, there's a straight person who is creating pride gear and who is selling them and the proceeds are going to, you know, an LGBTQIA plus community or charity. Mm-hmm. But if you are doing it to just make money, make bank off of a marginalized community, kindly go fuck yourself. Like, you're not allowed in my hell. But God how damn do you, it. how do you... police that how do you- i don't think there's <laughs> unfortunately there's not a way right there's not a way you can't say no you're straight you can't do this because people are going to do it regardless i mean part I'm, of me wants to just to be like yeah. yeah you told us that we can't do shit for for ever so no you can't you you can't no nope. Not yeah, right like part of me would love to like just see like the look on like some white dude's face when i'm like no you can't do that because you'd be like, excuse me? Yeah, nope, no, I you can't, you I can't have that rainbow key ring. Sorry. Yeah, no, right? No, but ours. it just... Also, if it is coming from a good place and they are genuinely allies, I don't necessarily mind. But if they are doing it with just, you know, capitalism in mind, fuck off. <laughs> doing fuck stuff. off. If you're just being performative, fuck off. Stop it. We don't need it. But... Yeah, like if somebody was like, I've I've made these really cute coasters, they're Pride Month themed, you know, uh, uh, and I support it and I've made these things and like, cool, that's nice, that's cute. Thanks for buying the colours to make the right thing. Like that's, you know, you've crafted something cute, that's fine. If some money's going to a charity or some people need it, even better, that's great. But yeah, if it's, you know, if it's Trump turning around and making rainbow MAGA hats, I'm just like, (laughs) I just, please no. Please, yeah, no, please, 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 no, no. Um, oh god, I've made an idea now. Oh Jesus, somebody else do that quickly before he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there was a question that I had earlier. Um, you were mentioning about um, uh, the N word, um, mm-hmm. and the question really is, um, what is your opinion of it, taking that back as, as your own and using it what's that what's your opinion on that i do it very seldomly um i it's just my it's my choice you know like i don't like the word 
Um, I know it's just a word and words really are, they only mean as much as we give them, but it's just not in my vocabulary. Like if I'm going to sit there and like start, I don't know, dropping bombs at somebody, like they're going to be creative. You know, like I'm going to call somebody a twat donkey. That just makes me feel better. I love that. You know, it's <laughs> great. It's like I just, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's really hard. Like I, I get people wanting to take it back and that is absolutely a-okay. Like they deserve that. Like we as a people deserve that because that was given to us as a title for being lesser than. Yes. Right. So if they want to take that back, do it. It's just, it's not for me. And like, you know, even though it is just a word, it was for, or like it was thrust with meaning from the oppressor. So y'all want to take it back? Cool. Do it. It's just, it's not, it's not for me because I don't want to one, perpetuate a stereotype because unfortunately that's what happens. And two, like, I mean, if I'm singing a song, yeah, absolutely. Or like the only person that I ever really use it with is my one friend because we just go back and forth with each other and like Abonics just flows and we are like back and forth, just like hanging out, playing games. That's the only time I'll use it. You but I also choice. Yes, you you need to have the choice. Like, but I will also teach my children what the word means, where it came from, where it originated from. But and if they decide to use it, that that's on them. But they are very white presenting, so good luck. <laughs> that's yeah. all I gotta say. <laughs> that would be a dangerous game to play. Um... Right, like ba like baby, like I love you. Yes, you're black. Look at me. You could tell you tell them your mama's black, but be careful um on that um are there any particular stereotypes that you come across um that you can debunk um about uh being a black woman or being in with mental health yeah absolutely um let me just say that black people can be goth Okay, because colorism within the uh, black community is a thing. I'm not any more or less attractive because my my blackness is lighter than somebody else's blackness. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it, I mean, um, that one for me is 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 very like uh, uh, having been in the goth community in the UK. It it's <laughs> it's funny uh, how how few people think that that people of color can can be goth too yeah like i i i, I i've known like i i used to uh date a sri lankan and yeah people would react very negatively towards him dressing goth because of his skin color yeah because he was he was a shade of brown yeah. that didn't go with the goth aesthetic. And it was just like, I'm sorry, that dude's pulling off some uh, 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 good ass uh, eyeliner and uh, um, uh, looking uh, uh, snazzy as fuck. Why? Yeah, right? <laughs> what makes it, who made that law? 
Uh, I, uh... Yeah, listen, I'm so goth, my skin is black. Don't talk. <laughs> don't, don't at me. Don't at me. Okay? <laughs> don't fucking cancel me. Don't at me. I said what I said. Mm-hmm. But it it is like that. I don't know why that's such a hard one. Also, I'm not too black. I'm not too white. Just because I can speak proper English and I can flow in and out with the way that I'm saying things, the cadence of my words, does not mean that I am any lesser than in who I am. So, Mental- re- Sorry. No, 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 you're fine. Well, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, are these stereotypes that you come across within black communities? Yes, even so with white communities. Gate- yeah, gatekeeping again. Yeah. A lot of it is gatekeeping. A lot of a lot of it is like you you can't be black if you are, you know, in an interracial relationship. I've heard that. It's stupid. Yeah. You cannot be black if you speak proper English, which is stupid. Yeah. Um or you get the white people who are like, "Oh, well you talk really really good for a black girl." Oh Man. god, ow. Man, like I ain't got time for you shit. I got because I'll clap back if you want if you want ratchet, I'll give you ratchet. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind. I'm just yes. like cringing for whoever did say that initially, because that I Jesus. I know we yeah. haven't some food properly, but that's tasteless. Like <laughs> it just the the stereotypes are are like unfortunately, like those are the ones that are most prevalent for me. Um, but you know, like just because a black a, a black person listens to metal doesn't mean that they are not black. Is is, is it like a requirement that every person of uh, color needs to listen to um, rap and? Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's over it. here, that's 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 pretty major. Like that's like well. Can you really call yourself black if you're not wearing a do rag or you know listening to rap? Like rap is good, hip hop is good. I'm here for it, but it's not my preferred choice of music. I listen to it. There's a lot of good artists that I listen to, but a lot of the stuff that I listen to is underground. It's not like Lil Wayne because some of his albums are like they slap, and then some of his albums are just straight garbage. Okay, I said it, <laughs> but. And that's another one. Like, just because I listen to music that is not just goth doesn't make me less goth. Please. Okay? Um, it just, it makes, it, it's, it's weird where, like, we are basically, like, pigeonholed into stereotypes. Like, typical black dude, wife beater, pants hanging around his ass, boxers up to Guam, nice shoes, gold teeth, chains, do-rag. That's what, that's honestly what a lot of people think. Not everyone, but a lot of people. And then for a black woman, they expect like big hips, big ass, like big titties, like loud, mean, rude, big hair. That's not always us. That's not always us. We are individuals. We are unique. We are allowed to be who we are. Like no, no, and no shade to anybody who is, who dresses that way. Like do it. Right? Like, that's you. Be you. But don't think that all of us are that. Be the best fucking badass you are. It's... <laughs> that's what I'm saying! <laughs> um, 
I've got a couple of uh, audience questions. Um, sure. If we're ready to move on to those. Oh, good by Um. So, uh, what is something you would change about Twitch at this current moment? Actually taking black content creators more seriously when they're reporting something. Because mm. there's there's been times when I've had to report things and those accounts are still up. I've sent them evidence. I've sent them proof. I've sent them all this th all these things, and they're still up. Take us seriously. I mean, I don't think yeah. they take any anyone seriously when you go to the reporting. To be fair, no. like I think reporting yeah. is just there as a kind of symbolic, uh, <laughs> almost right. Informative <laughs> reporting. It just, it's it's. I would change that, honestly. And, like, I would change actually allowing people to stream on a platform of hate. Because there are people out there who are partnered or more who are hate-rating people, who are, you know, blasting people on social media for the color of their skin. It's it's a real thing. It happens frequently. And it, why? There's no need for it. Treat yeah. us like you would treat your top creators. Because some of us are your top creators. It's and some will never get the chance to be if you keep yeah. Just smashing them down early like your creators don't grow if you don't actually give them a fertile environment to actually do exactly. so it's that and by, i think those yeah. creators that are doing that are um basically they're intimidated by the idea that someone who's actually good at what they're doing is uh out there um mm -hmm. and people will realize that they're shit faces. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Because they they're the those those toxic creators are the ones that create that environment. Yes. And when they use that that platform, Twitch is responsible for it. There's no getting around it. Cause it, it's kind of like, you know, the fucking Republicans in this country like backing Trump and then like now they created a monster. Like, y'all got to deal with him. You did it. It's yeah. the same thing. Very much so. I think Twitch does need to take more of a responsibility uh, point of view when it comes to mm -hmm. its creators, the environments that it's fostering, and what it is that it stands for as a platform. Um, yeah. Because it's people aren't protected. People aren't aren't getting the protection that they need they aren't getting the support that they need they aren't getting the the opportunities um equally across the board um and that is <laughs> i i don't o often i question why i stay on the platform <laughs> yeah but it's the only one to there. Go. it's the only option and yeah that sucks <laughs> it does <laughs> Um, yeah. Twitch has been asked to be held responsible, and I guess that's all we can keep doing. Mm -hmm. 
try and hold them responsible until yeah. such a point that they start doing it to themselves as well. Exactly. We'll um, get there. So I've got another one is, how do you handle people who use tones and inflections to portray the same offensive message that you can feel behind their words? That's actually a really good question. Um, I mean, I'm I'm probably not the best to ask because I troll back. So I will like match up for me personally, I match their inflection and I'll like do this little like cock my head to the side moment. Just kind of is that that's what you got? Oh, OK. So like because I do that because I'm not going to back down like you're not going to come up into my house and start throwing your shit all over my walls and me not say something to you. You're not. You're not going to come in there and try to troll me with the same shit because I will call you out for that. Like, oh, that's what you got? Wow, real creative. I bet you your fucking mother was she swallowed. Like, I will hurt you. I will hurt you. I don't give a fuck. If you're in there trying to to make me upset or try to be mean to me in a way that you know is absolutely wrong, like you're not even creative about it, right? You're just gonna flat out call me an N-word. I will make you cry. Maybe not make you cry, but I'm gonna bite back. But that's just how I, that's how I handle it. And they don't have to say, you know, they don't have to drop the N-word. Like if they are literally just coming at me sideways and inferring things with their tone of voice and word choice, I will match that. Because if I don't, then I'm considered weak and it will happen again. I have to, I have to fight back. I have to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think that's advice for, for everyone. It's trolls. I mean, obviously there are people that are going to get trolls more, um, depending yeah. on the marginalized uh, uh, community that they they are are um in where where they're trying to stream in games wise um but in general everyone's going to deal with some trolls at some point and mm. your best bet is to fight back yeah. <laughs> it is they they are trying to get a reaction out of you they're trying to make you feel bad they're trying to entertain themselves in their little worlds um with making you unhappy and fucking bite back bitch yeah absolutely <laughs> hands down hands down you are not gonna make me feel lesser than because i know i'm not no. because in this situation like i clearly am saying or doing something that you either want or cannot stand because you are not there so apparently i'm doing something right because if yeah. you feel the need to drag me down, it only means that you're jealous. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. and it's it's definitely annoying that when, especially, you know, most of us are working or have worked, you know, careers, jobs, that kind of thing. You know, it's told it's unprofessional to respond to these things, but... At the same time, like you've said, this is your house. This is your environment. Like, mm -hmm. you you are the boss of this environment. Are you going... Is, is this what you would do as the boss? Would you let somebody come into your shop and just throw your shit everywhere and be like, I ain't paying? Oh, yeah. 
Like, no, no, I'm not. I'm telling you to get out of my store or I'm calling the police. Like, I'm not just going to stand there and, uh, you know, be like, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming and wrecking all my shit. I appreciate you. It's like, no, your view don't mean that much. Like, It doesn't. It doesn't. Because no. I will attract my tribe by being who I am. Yeah. And if I don't bite back, listen, they will. <laughs> they will. Yeah. And it's like, how? what are you going to do? Like, if you've got your moderators as well, how do they know what to respond to if you won't ever respond to it as well? Exactly. Like, there are, of course, times that you're not going to. There are times that sometimes you don't have the energy to, but that's why when you can make an example and you can put your foot down and show what you stand for, you do, because then other people will follow in your lead. Exactly. And then you exactly. don't have to, because it is tiring as well. Yeah, sometimes but i'm i'm also uh, a sadist or a masochist <laughs> and i i'm a sadomasochist actually so i don't mind going toe-to-toe sometimes i i yeah i, I kind of get a thrill out of it <laughs> if i'm honest it can be fun to be bad sometimes <laughs> I, all the, i'm just i'm a terrible 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 lady I'm okay with it. <laughs> oh, yes. Fuck the whole lady stereotype as well. Right? Oh, please yeah, go away. That died with corsets. Please take it away. Like, I mean, I like me a good corset, but... Yes, but... I'm going to tell you where to shove it as well. Exactly. <laughs> Whale bone and all. It's like... Just... Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh dear. Um, there was a, a a generalized question of um, do you feel small streamers also need to be heard and taken seriously? Yes. Small creators are the backbone of Twitch. Mm-hmm. That's it. Period. Okay. Small creators are the backbone of Twitch. Where do you think they're making most of their revenue? Yeah. Off us. So yeah, we absolutely need to be taken seriously. I yeah, mean, why is it so much easier to become an affiliate than it is to become a partner? Anyone can become an affiliate within 12 hours of streaming. Yeah. Like, and that's when they start making money. So of course it's easy to become an affiliate. It's easy to start giving Twitch 50% of your earnings. It's like... not easy to get that first payout. So mm, they hold yeah. on to it that entire time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I do, I. I don't like the the concept of uh, small streamers and big streamers. No, you're only a small yeah, streamer if either. you think you're a small streamer. Just yeah, because your numbers are nothing. Like the numbers are a bullshit. What's important yep. is your community and Absolutely. what you're putting what you're putting out and how you're interacting. And you can't measure that in sizes, like. You yeah. can't measure the kind of environment that you need to to be uh, interacting with in a whether or not it's small or large. It's mm. yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, Twitch is a metrics game. That's just how it is. It's it's stats, numbers, and KPIs. But you are not because you're not a machine. You exactly. are a person, and so you know just because that number you know you had x amount of viewers for that stream cool but was the content good did you enjoy yourself what was the community like what were the responses like did anyone new come in because they liked the vibes you know it, mm. it's 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 more about the, what you're actually putting out there 
and what will come exactly. back to you by keep doing that. It's like a tiny ray wave doesn't turn into a tsunami just by accident. It keeps fucking rolling back there with the help of the exactly. moon. But you know, so... <laughs> the moon being the community. Hey! Yes. hey! Right, somebody put that down on a t-shirt and we will, uh, there we go. We'll get that onto a very cringe-worthy store. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I mean, we'll get there, you know, we'll get there. But I, I want to do it my way. I want to do it in a way that I am going to be unapologetically black and I'm going to be unapologetically queer. And I'm going to be unapologetically woman some days. Other days, not so much. Other days, I'm just kind of stuck in limbo and I'm androgynous as fuck. And I'm like, hey. Also, fuck Teespring. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, w I wish that I, ha I could find another merch store because I fucking hate that uh, um, uh, place. Does that make humans? Um, it doesn't do UK. Oh, <gasps> bitch. Yeah, we're we're very limited in our options. Oh, Everything, including mental capacity, by the seams of it. So, jeez. But oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Teespring tea are um, <laughs> um, uh, have re renamed themselves to cover up the fact that they were uh, um, uh, supporting uh, white supremacist uh, oh. uh, companies uh, that were Ooh. just allowing. Uh, they were just allowing them to print shirts and weren't filtering well, that, it and that's now they're called some spring the... oh yes teespring tea. yeah teespring's where some of the uh more more choice clothing from the the capital riots came from so of course uh, fuck them stupid asses uh, yeah please vet content that people put onto your platform yeah that, that, and that, that goes for Twitch, T-shirt sites, Twitter, all of that shit. Your website is not owned by the government, which means you can create your own rules. If you make a rule, stick to it. Yes. Yes. Like, that's it. And that goes for small creators, big creators, and platforms. Like, if you say no racism on my platform, but you let your one friend come in and say something because you're friends, well, then that's not enforcing a rule. Like, have the same rule that you will for your friends as you do for your mm -hmm. business partners as for everyone else. Like... Exactly. Oh yeah, guns. No matter who they are, no matter who they are, you hold them responsible for the kind of shit that they bring. And yes. if they are going to come in and uh, uh, be that dickhead, well then, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you, they are your community is a direct reflection of you. Yes. Yeah. Period. How, how they blank at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you, I usually will avoid those kinds of creators who like they don't say it but their friends don't say it and they don't have the uh, the fucking gall to stand up and be like bro don't say that shit yeah don't say that you have to be willing to call each other out because it you, you do a disservice to other people when you won't stand up for them because you're afraid of upsetting somebody else for your own gain exactly I mean, exactly. everyone goes through that point. Everyone goes yeah. through that assumption that that because they new streamers are all told to play Kate and to to just have ev you know make friends with everyone who comes in, and it's it's it takes a long time for you to realize that you don't need to do that. You you don't. Yeah. You, you be you. You 
fucking hold uh, uh, people uh, accountable, um, no matter what your numbers. Hold mm -hmm. people accountable. Hold, make the environment that you want to have around you, and the people will come because exactly yeah. you're you're you know you you are culturing the right sort of environment, and your yeah, people it, will find you. It's like the saying that one ball, one bad apple doesn't spoil the car, and that's true. But you leave that bad apple to fester, it will spoil it. Exactly. Like, if you get that one apple out there, fuck, it's great. The rest of the apples are fine. Maybe one needs cleaning, but you know, it's fine. The apples are fine. <laughs> you leave one rotten apple, it'll attract flies and the rest will go to shit. So if you have a rotten apple, get rid of it. The rest of your your community is your responsibility as a creator as well. Mm -hmm. So if you know you've got somebody in there who's making others uncomfortable, not even for your sake, for others, you get rid of them. Because people in your streams are just names you don't know that this person is black this person is a mother of three this person is disabled this person's actually a cisgendered white person but they've gone through some shit this week this person is an asshole the rest of these people you don't know who they are or what they have gone through and they're all going to be affected by that one piece of shit that's turned up yeah so get rid of them <laughs> like you yeah. don't need to placate assholes i actually yep, had a call this week <laughs> I, I went through and was just like i'm not dealing with your shit anymore i'm not dealing with your shit anymore i'm not dealing with your shit anymore my community does not need you <laughs> and it, it yeah it can feel scary and it can you can feel like the bad person because i've had to get rid of somebody in my community who wasn't necessarily breaking the rules but was skirting them so carefully for so long that i was dreading seeing their name Anytime yeah. it turned up, I'm like, what have they done now? And in the end, it was yeah. like, okay, they just need to go because if I'm doing this, other people are doing this, and there's a reason my Discord stopped talking to each other right now. What's going on? And then that went away, and hey, people started Suddenly, talking again. It's like everything's fine again. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Hold yourself and your community accountable and don't be afraid to get rid of somebody that's spoiling the vibe because, you know, it's. <laughs> It's very much uh, your environment. It's your house. You can get rid of them. You aren't employing them. There's no legality to keep them there. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I honestly, like, there used to be a point where I was, like, afraid to do that. And I, mm -hmm. I mean, once you almost, like, kiss death, like, nothing really fucking scares you, right? Like, okay, you don't like me? Cool. I don't give a fuck. Next. Mm -hmm. Next. Like, oh, you're going to sit here, talk shit? Cool. I don't care. And what, Something that I just want to share very quickly. Go for it. Y'all, what other people say about you behind your back is not your business. It's not. Because if they had respected you and they genuinely appreciated who you were or even like they, they just had enough respect for you, they'd tell you to your face. Yep. So don't get caught up on the he said, she said, especially in content creation because there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And you there's don't know everything about creators as well like people have got lives you only see like two hours of this here and this there as well like mm -hmm. you don't know everything so i think that's something yeah. that a lot of people need to realize is that mm -hmm. you see a snapshot of what a creator allows you to see mm -hmm. the pers the persona that is on stream quite often is not the entirety of that person and mm -hmm. 
it's you, you do not disillusion yourselves into thinking that what you see is everything about them. Exactly. And please don't try and date creators. <laughs> <laughs> we can get into that one as well. Yeah, it's so. an entirely separate two-hour podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we, are, we are out of time. Um, so any, any last words? Any last words of wisdom, guys? Any? Yeah. Be kind to yourself. Honestly, be kind to yourself because you are your own harshest critic. Mm -hmm. Know when you need time and take it. People will always be out there and they will always try to, you know, drag you down because you got something they want. Don't let them because you're better than that. You're stronger than that. And you deserve way more than that. And that, that that's my drop. <laughs> I like it. I think it's a good Thanks. one. <laughs> right. Um, can can I get so, some more shout outs for the lovely Arthramus, uh, my co-host of Gloriousness, <laughs> and for Wreck-It Raven, who is our most splendiferous guest that has has really... I, this has been... Them, it's been amazing thank you so much oh, for, for joining I had so us so much fun thank you for inviting me on I, like i'm just really happy to be able to talk to you guys i wish well, we thank, had yeah. way more time <laughs> <laughs> there's so much we could talk about it's yeah, been is, difficult to <laughs> i get it no i totally get it but yes so guys if you would like to follow the lovely the lovely uh, uh, people upon this podcast, uh, please go to those links, give them some love. Um, our next podcast will be on the 11th of March. I think so. I think yes. so. Two weeks' time. It's fortnightly. That's how time works. <laughs> um, we have got Dr. K. Ross joining us. Mm -hmm. um, to talk about um, uh, her experience with um, being trans, um, her uh, opinions on that, and the way in which um, that has helped uh, her on a journey of self-discovery, which I'm very much looking forward to. I think Kay's going to be a delight, as always. Um, but yes, thank you guys so much for joining us. If you would like to um, uh, catch up with the podcast, it will be uh, edited and put up on um, uh, various uh, places for you to peruse. Um, <laughs> and you can check out the last one because um, that's already up. Thank you, guys, and thank you so thank you much. So much. For thank you, everyone, and again, thank you so much, Raven. It's thank you for giving us your time. It's the most valuable thing you can give. So thank you for giving it to us. Oh hell yeah! Thank and you for sharing for your time as well. I'm sure the community no ours is fine. Just fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys. All right. All right. See you later. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. All right. <sighs> Good times. <laughs> My cams are all fooked, but <laughs> not the fooked cams. 
Oh no! Oh no! They are fucked. <laughs> oh, we have each other's arms. <laughs> oh no! I think that's a great way to end. <laughs> we have each other's arms. <laughs>